Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Geister's Guidelines, the Block Turn podcast. Uh, with me here in our undisclosed location that is moving, I have the wonderful Millie Partington. Uh, she is a good friend that I've gotten to know this past week uh, while doing a little bit of traveling. Um, so grateful to have you here, Millie. Thank you very much for being willing to participate. My uh, means a lot to me. So, would you please just introduce yourself? My name is Millie. As you've been told, I'm. Can I say where I am? I'm at, uh, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Why I'm disclosed? Yeah, I mean, keep people guessing. Okay. <laughs> well, I've, I, um, I'm from Australia, Millie Partington from Australia, and I am on a moving vessel. <laughs> 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 with my new friend Joel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you're from Australia, so you've lived there your whole life. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, and what do you do in Australia? I sometimes I laugh when I have to tell someone what I do because I spray tan people. But um, I think that's an interesting thing to do. It's this crazy thing to do. It's, I, I was a nurse when I left school, and never in my would I ever think I'd be saying I'm a spray tanner. For 17 years now, I paint. People. <laughs> some people paint walls, but you paint people. Uh, I, some people paint cars, and I think I paint cars really, really well. <laughs> but everyone in Queensland, in Australia, wants to be suntanned. So oh, for our, sure. Yeah, our sun can be pretty dangerous. Yeah. And a lot of people are turning to being painted, and I can paint someone in about seven minutes <laughs> and get $30. So. That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. <laughs> so that's what I do. And what, why did you want to be a nurse? Because my two sisters were, and oh, okay. the town I lived in, in Victoria, had a training hospital. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a nurse, I wanted to be a maths teacher. Mm-hmm. And Dad said, and, but maths, I would have had to go to uni three hours away, and my dad, being Dutch, likes to keep his family together. Yeah. He said, please stay here for three years and do your nursing, and I will lend you the money to buy a car, oh. you have to pay it, pay it back. Yeah. So if you go to university, you won't have a car. If you stay here and do nursing, you will have a car. Okay, that's a that's a big negotiator. <laughs> well, I was only eighteen, and I don't like yeah. what he did to me. But yeah. because I didn't nurse for very long, mm-hmm. I didn't like. Uh, I took too much nursing home. It, it, uh, if someone was dying, I would be too depressed oh, for. Yeah. I, I didn't like that. So, yeah. yeah. That's a heavy thing to do. It was. With. It was heavy, and especially yeah. nursing in a town where you knew. A lot of people. You would get like really close. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a hard thing to deal with. That I never even thought yeah. about with yeah, nursing. Yeah, I took it home. Yeah. And I, it, it I suppose I was making my life not as happy as it could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Well, here you are, and you've learned, and you've yeah. been able to grow, and that's yeah. a really good thing. Absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna do something a little different with this episode um, for Millie because I this is her vacation, and I don't want to take up too much of her time. Instead of Having her choose a card, I decided to take a couple different questions from previous episodes. Um, so each question I will be answering as well, and I'll be giving different answers to switch it up since I have given answers for all the other episodes as well. But um, just want to keep it kind of light and kind of casual and also just have good discussion. So Millie, are you ready to discuss? I think so. Okay, all right. So question number one from our episode on taking risks. What's a risk you've taken that didn't pay off? Oh, you're making me think now <laughs> that didn't pay off. Uh, I, I went into business with my best friend. Oh. Huge risk. That's a big risk. Yeah, and we had to stay in business then for 10 years. But I, as soon as I 
not long after I went into business with him, I knew I was taking a risk, mm-hmm. but I realised that he was a bit of a heavy drug user and oh. I don't know how I didn't know that, Yeah. but I soon found that out. Mm-hmm. So that certainly didn't pay off in my life. Yeah. What was the business? Urban Tan. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I, I bought Urban Tan on my own. Yeah. Uh, the following year, I flew to Fiji with my partner at the time and his four kids and my two kids. Emma got, my daughter got typhoid. I'd asked my friend to run the business. At that point, we weren't spray tanning. We were using the solarium beds. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And he ran it beautifully. He had the best personality. He came up from 2,000 miles away to run mm-hmm. it for me. We came back. My daughter got typhoid. She was in hospital. And I realized then that, oh, I don't think I want to run this business on my own. Yeah. So oh. I asked him to be my partner. And yeah. as I said, I didn't realize. That so he was a drug user. That was a, he, That's a heavy he was, risk. But he was smoking drugs at, at work, he, it, and then I, it was too late. I couldn't get him out. Yeah. So how did you recover from that risk? I probably still haven't, but eventually I got brave enough to uh, kick him out. And oh, so, good yeah. for you. And if he was going to go to legal levels, I felt I had enough against him to, yeah. to say, no, nah, I'll win this. And was there, did he kind of back off? Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. I'm yeah. glad. I'm but glad that, I mean, that's a risk. I'd, I'd like to, no, I suppose I, I went parachuting, as you know, recently. Yeah. I could probably never be here, but one of those <laughs> risks could have been that the parachute didn't open. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't be here to tell you that, would yeah. it? <laughs> I don't know if, if, yeah. if um, any other risk has ever not worked out. Mm-hmm. So would you go into a business with a friend again? Never. After, never? Never. Okay. Not even family. Not even family? No. Ooh, yeah. Well, I guess after having that happen, there is a feeling of like, oh, I need to be independent. Like, oh, yeah. I can't necessarily have that trust in someone else yeah. to like carry a business. Because a business is really heavy. Oh, it's huge. It's not something like, oh, can you watch my dog no. or something like like It's a business is kind of like a child. Yeah. And, and I lost my best friend out of it. Yeah. He was my best friend, one of them, and it makes me once again seem a bit silly that I didn't know mm-hmm. he was, and it was mostly marijuana, but yeah. he was also taking some pretty heavy ecstasy, you know? yeah. Yeah, 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 and had taken a lot in the past that I didn't know, and I think his brain was not switched on enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's heavy. It was tough. I think, and getting like involved in serious things with friends, like I had a very good friend throughout middle school and high school she was a female so we were really good friends and a lot of people thought like oh are you are you two gonna date or anything and I was like I'm not gonna put that risk of dating a best friend because if the relationship doesn't work out then that friendship is gone and so I can't say I know what you're dealing with because a business is definitely different than a romance yeah (laughs) but I do understand just like there's some things you really can't intermingle with Friendships. Jordan, funny you say that because that same business partner, we had thought oh, romantic, okay. at, but would never have wanted yeah. to test. The, but yeah, but it ended yeah. up ruining anyway. Yeah, I guess it's good level. that you didn't take it that way. Absolutely. Then. But yeah, that's a hard lesson to learn. <laughs> um, so turning the question to myself, a risk that I took that didn't pay off. My freshman year of college, I didn't live on campus. It's generally required at the University of Louisville that you live on campus your first year. Um, But since I live like 30 minutes from campus, I filled out like some exempt form that was like, it's okay if you don't and you'll live at home. And I thought it was, it was, first of all, a good way to save money because boarding at school is extremely expensive Mm -hmm. and 
to the boarding for freshmen is a very low quality and now I kind of like having my own bathroom and just having my own space so I thought I was doing myself a favor but I really wasn't doing myself a favor because if I had lived on campus I would have made so many more connections and been able to like get involved with like clubs and groups and my first year of high school was just miserable because I didn't know anyone and I never had the time to stay late and get involved and know people or just make a new friend group or anything and that just really sucked because that has affected me into my senior year of like this yeah. upcoming year of just like I'm still like lagging behind yeah. because I, I wasn't involved yeah. enough so if I had taken that risk of kind of going outside my comfort zone to live on campus and just be away from my family for a little bit and spend a little extra money then things could be drastically different but I, I'll never get to know now no you won't yeah so I, I, I hope you've said this risk before because if people listen to you it's, yeah. good, it's good that that's teaching well I've tried to tell like um, people who are, are like getting close to graduating high school I'm like if you have the opportunity like I highly recommend you live on campus just because it, you'll be forced to kind of get to know people at least your roommate if anyone you'll know one other person other than yourself totally jordan my daughter um, went to university recently and it's 15 minutes from home oh wow so she stayed at home and yeah. i kept saying go on campus yeah she didn't last the first year oh. but she's going back next year and i think I hope okay. I can convince her. And after talking to yeah. her, let's hope <laughs> All right. I can convince yeah. her to go on campus. That's good. What is she yeah. going to study? Uh, she was studying to be uh, like an exercise physiologist. Oh, okay. But she's taken a year off. She's a lifeguard now. But she wants to go back and do um, secondary, uh, what do you call it over there? Uh, hey, uh, sports teacher. Oh, okay. Phys ed. Okay. Physical yeah. education yeah. teacher. Okay. Good for her. Hopefully. Hopefully everything will work <laughs> out. Uh, so next question what is something you're passionate about? People. Why people? I don't know uh, because I, I think everyone everyone always talks to me about my smile. Mm-hmm. I smile a lot and I, <laughs> I can't help but smile. I, and I blush a lot actually, I'm blushing now. But people because I spray tan so many people mm-hmm. and I might be with them for six minutes, but what I can learn in six minutes, and, yeah. and each each six minutes can change my life. Someone will be going around Australia in a caravan on their own at 60 years old, and it's like, boom, boom, my life changes. Yeah, so that's people, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think definitely being in a person in a people-oriented business definitely makes you more of a social person. Yeah. So I think. That's great that you get to be passionate about But Jordan, people. the funny thing is, I go home on a weekend, I, and I can't believe I'm saying this that people are going to hear, I watch Netflix and colour in, <laughs> and I knit. Yeah. You're looking at me, do I look like that sort of person? No. no. no really. <laughs> but yeah, I think because I'm with so many people every day, all day, Yeah. I get invited to their weddings, I get, oh, that's sweet. you know, so yeah. yeah. That's what cool. about you? Um, me, I'm not passionate. quite passionate about people. <laughs> um, just because I can be kind of an antisocial person. Um, but like events like this, which we're a part of, which I'll keep undisclosed, I can be more of a social butterfly just because I think everyone's here to have a good time. Yeah, and maybe we're a bit to, the same in that yeah. respect because I'm more social here than I 
am at home. Yeah, but like at home, I, I can be more reserved until like I really get to know a person yeah. or until I know like we have enough interest to be like, okay, we're here to like have some fun or just like do whatever and then I'll like be more involved and more open. Um, but in the episode on passion, I talked about how I'm passionate about writing, but I'm also really, and this is going to sound really lame, but I'm very passionate about this podcast just after I've only been doing it a short time. But as I was kind of telling you before we started recording, I've just been able to like have really good discussion with a lot of people and I got to meet you and have this episode now. And I'm so grateful that you were willing to do this. Um, But just to be able to have fun and hopefully kind of just distract people who listen from like all like a lot of the negativity and just give them like maybe like a little bit of just like something to laugh about or something like that but also being able to sit down and spend a little more time with the people that I know and really care about like the episode I had with my sister is probably one of my the favorite ones even though I've only done five now or six now (laughs) um even though I've only done six episodes it was just so much fun because we talked about like the woes of valentine's day in high school and i was just like i always thought that was just me who was like all mopey on valentine's day but she had like some of her own you know just like oh well this is what happened to me and it was cool to be like oh well like i I wasn't alone in that respect then and i just think it's so much fun to be able to get to know people that I care about on a deeper level and hear what oh. they have to say about things and, and I told you I've just started listening to podcasts yeah so uh, it's great it's, it's great. good to learn about people and just what they're passionate about because if you can learn about what they're passionate about then you can be passionate about it too and just like share that yeah. love of everything with them um so a little bit of a deeper question should you keep faith and someone who continues to fail you? Um, I suppose, yes, if, as a mother, Mm -hmm. if it was my child, yes, as a business partner and my best friend, no. Yeah. Um, I think my answer would have to be no. Yeah. Even if it was your child at the end of the day, if you were being, what was the question again? Keep uh, faith. Would I keep faith? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. I think that you can only go so far. Yeah. You lose faith and you might still love them. You might still, but that's sad. Yeah. But if you're continually let down, um, yeah. You kind of have to tear the ties. You have to try. Yeah. I think it's, I like how you mentioned from a mother's standpoint because I think of my mom and like how she continues to have faith in her kids no matter what we do because it's just like and my dad as well it's just a position of that's like your own like I once heard someone say like your kids are like a piece of your heart walking around on legs so you have to like keep faith in them no matter like what happens because they're your own like they're a piece of you I'm lucky Jordan that I haven't had to make such a deep when when it comes to my kids but I've got friends who have had to cut like and mostly that's that will be with drugs yeah once again i suppose drugs is just everywhere yeah um that they lose faith and have to eventually can't we can't keep doing this yeah because just because i think it becomes an emotional risk for that person if they keep getting invested in the relationship and they're like i i keep getting like torn around by you and i can't do this anymore 
And then also when you mentioned as a business partner, like the financial risk, if yeah. you continue to keep faith in someone as a business yeah. partner and keep trusting what they're saying, but it's eventually destroying the company, you have to let go for your own financial And maybe sake. letting, breaking the ties and letting go, you would hope that that person can learn something yeah. out of it. Yeah. And maybe you won't completely lose them. Yeah. Maybe they can change. Well, in that deepness comes a giving people second chances. Yeah. Because that's closely what, related. Yeah, that's what I think about in this is that on a spiritual level, I believe that because I'm given second chances, yeah. I have to give other people second yeah. chances. It can't just be a one-way street of, oh, well, since I get, I get second chances, but I don't have to pass that on to other people. It's a either all or nothing kind of deal. And that's something that kind of convicted me of like, oh, well, do I... Do I really give people second chances that much? Um, because I want to think like, oh, of course I do. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if someone burns me or rubs me the mm. wrong way, then I tend to close that person off, which... But that gets to a third chance almost. Yeah. That maybe you're not so willing to give. Yeah. You can't keep giving third and fourth and fifth yeah. chances. I think at least a second chance, definitely. Definitely, definitely because a second I think chance. Every... With a child, third chance, fourth oh, yeah. chance. <laughs> so it yeah. depends on who we're talking about definitely. too. But yeah. But I think yeah. for me it's just like the emotional toll of putting faith in someone and losing it just like makes you very defensive. It makes mm. you really like guard yourself and then you just don't want to be invested in anyone because you're afraid of what happened last time is going to happen again um that's yeah. just how it is for me though yeah um what's a stereotype that you feel you've fulfilled in what way do you want me to answer this like, like maybe can i get you to answer this one first? yeah sure sure yeah, i'll answer we'll spin this um, one around so, so i can listen to what you're gonna i say. would say like a stereotype for me that i fulfilled is like the goody two shoes like i feel like most of my life i've done the right thing and yeah. that i've been like a pretty decent person and so i feel because of that people's have people have always seen me as just like oh like that's jordan like he's just not gonna like take that risk or we shouldn't like bother getting him involved because he's not gonna want to do yeah. xyz and like a lot of through high school i was like the good student like i was involved with church and i did kind of just like i did tennis which like in the u.s is really just seen as like a simple sport and i feel like people just kind of wrote me off for that like oh well he's just like a goody two-shoes like he's not gonna get his feet a little wet you know or something like that and a part of me is like well I guess that's a good problem to have mm -hmm. but at the same time I feel like that puts me in a box of like oh well I can't get out of my comfort zone or do something not bad but just like participate in like risky behavior I guess or try something different or yeah. you know something that I wouldn't normally do or something you know things yeah, along those lines yeah. so are you talking stereotype that people would what do you say the question that you a feel stereotype that you feel yeah uh, if, if i'm looking at another person's perspective on me they would say the stereotype is is party girl oh really okay but but uh, if it's what i think Oh, that's a tough question, Jordan. <laughs> well, if you want, we could talk about from what other people see. Well, yeah, because I've, if 
it's hard at my age even to, to talk about this, but people think this stereotype, I, I'm, I'm a party girl, I, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not. Yeah. So it's um, an impression of me they have because I laugh a lot uh-huh. and I'm a little bit louder maybe. And oh, but, yeah. but, but the stereotype that I am is, oh, actually, that, that I'm, I'm a shy girl. Inside yeah. of me is a very, very shy girl. Yeah. And that's, that's the biggest problem, I think, in my life is the assumptions that people make. Yeah. That, oh, that what? Mm-hmm. You're actually shy yeah. and, and you blush and you can't get up in front of a... They, they think the total opposite. So yeah. I'm the stereotype I am. I, I portray something totally different. Yeah. So do you feel like personally as feeling shy, you have to like overcompensate I do. for that? I think I learned that as a child to... My son has Asperger's. Mm-hmm. And Asperger's so are not good at... I, I keep thinking I think I've got Asperger's because yeah. there's so many traits in my son. But he's not coordinated, he's not good at sport. I was very good at sport. Mm-hmm. He's got problems with education. I was very smart at school. So yeah. would I go on the spectrum of, but, but I think I am because inside of me is just this screaming little, oh my God, don't look at, don't <laughs> yeah, look at yeah, me, yeah. don't. And yet I pretend to be, I always say I'm the person with so many coats. Yeah. Because, I put a coat on yeah. to go to work. I put a coat on. For me to go to a, a baby shower or a, yeah. a, a, a wedding and on my own, being single is so hard. Yeah. Um, either, I have anxiety for days. Yeah, same. But people don't think of me, so I'm putting off a different stereotype. Then. I so resonate with that. Like, I think going back to, like, last night and our undisclosed location, we had, a bit, <laughs> we had a bit of, a, like, dance fest, I guess. I've got some good video. Uh, yeah, yeah. I need to see those videos. Um, and I got up in front of, like, everyone and danced on my own a, for a little bit of it, and that's, like, not something I almost ever do. We are very similar. And I like that, though, because... You got out of your see, comfort zone. I don't see a lot of people who are the same way. It's either people are just, like, so shy that they would never do it or, like, so outgoing that that's just something that's that, expected of them. But deep down, I am a very shy person, but I like to portray myself as this, like, kind of outgoing, confident person who would do stuff like that to convince myself to do stuff like that. Do you think that's a little bit how we're sitting here is because did I, we, I, I thought you were the fabulous from the minute we walked on the boat. I thought <laughs> I'm going to get to know. I'm the, oh, I've just mentioned a word I should Oh, learn. no, that's, a, that's okay. <laughs> anyway, um, and, but, but you're, you're very much like me. I Thank you. I'd I like, think, I take that as a compliment because no, I think very highly of oh, you. Oh, thank you. And I think very highly of you. But inside, it, there, there is not the most confident person, is there? Uh, I don't think so. Me neither. Yeah. But, uh, but maybe we really are. Maybe we're more than we give ourselves credit for. I know, I think so. Go <laughs> But I, when I, I think it was like the first or second day, you mentioned skydiving and I was like, that's something I've been thinking of yeah, doing. So I was like, okay, I need to like ask her about the skydiving. And the more you talked about, I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is like off the chain. Like <laughs> she's an adventurer. She's like willing to like go out and do all this stuff. And I just think that's such a cool thing to do. Yeah, it was it was it was randomly unexpected, but it was the coolest thing to do. But, but yeah, yeah, and this little shy girl can jump out of a plane. So once again, the stereotype is yeah. not what it's really. Yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like you've been able to take steps in the direction of like, I'm not that shy, and I can like actually be more outgoing. Being on being where we are sitting right now, yeah. the reason I'm here is to 
further at my age of 52, if anyone wants to know. Um, I don't act it though, do I? No, no, you do not. <laughs> You're young at heart. Um, is to, to become more of the person that people think I am and less mm-hmm. of the little shy girl yeah. that I really am. Yeah. And I, I think I'm winning. That's good. I think you're winning too. I think I am. Yeah. That's good. This, this, this is the first, this is the a big big event for me. Being, oh, but being, you have been. I think everyone loves having you around. You're just like <laughs> this bright spirit, and you have such a positive and happy aura that I think everyone just really attaches to. It's nice. It's nice because that, that I have always had that aura, but it was I didn't mean to put it out. Yeah. I just have, and now I'm trying to. Now I'm trying to match the aura. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to be the person that people actually think I am and maybe stop yeah. knitting <laughs> and, and, and get out there a bit more. I think that's a good challenge for everyone, though, is to... Well, I mean, at least if it's a positive aura. If it's a negative aura, I don't think you should match it. But True. you should try and match the yeah. good image other people see you as all the time instead of just, like, when people are looking or when you feel like the attention is on you, you should always try and match the good idea people perceive you to be. That's a podcast in itself. That's an interesting topic that you have to use again. Yes. Should you, what do you per- perceive yourself yeah. as? Yeah, an idea you on perception. I like that. I'm going to put that on yeah. my list of things to talk yeah. about. <laughs> uh, so I only have one more question. Um, what's something you're self-conscious about? Um, I grew up... I'm self-conscious about so many things I've, that I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I think it, um, I grew up, I lisped. Mm-hmm. I, if everyone knows Forrest Gump, I was Forrest Gump for 12 months. Oh. I had, um, yeah, calipers yeah. and iron boots. And I walked, well, someone said to me on the, on the vessel we're on, <laughs> that um, you would have looked like a retard. Oh, yeah, wow. so I'm self-conscious about I was a little bit overweight. I mm-hmm. think I was. I think my face looked like it was going to. So, so self-conscious would be looks. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I, um, yeah. I, because I was a horrible little thing. Um, I remember my dad saying, the, don't worry, the beautiful, the ugly duckling turns into the beautiful swan. And I thought, yeah, but you're calling me ugly, ugly dad. Yeah. <laughs> so you've just made it worse, yeah. so much worse. I'll just go back into my room and cry again. Yeah. Looks, which is so shallow. Yeah, but at the same time, it holds so much value in society that yeah. it really isn't that shallow. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I get But for, for me, it is. But because I think because I was... I wanted to hide. I, did, I didn't want to be... Yeah. I didn't want to be alive back then. Yeah, um, yeah so... But I yeah. totally agree with you. Like, growing up, looks was very... Yeah. And it still is Unfortunately, important to me. Unfortunately. And it's sad that we put so much value just as a world on, like, how you look and how that often determines your status as an individual. Oh, how you're going to get a job, how you're going to... Yeah, often it's how you because, look. like, first impressions huh? is almost entirely on appearance and mm. how you present yourself. And if you're not an attractive person, then that automatically puts you at a negative disposition, which is really unfortunate because looks doesn't determine ability. Not at all. Or, or your performance. Or what's inside as well, exactly. or your heart, or, yeah. And it's funny how, like, we always say, like, oh, it's on the inside that counts, but honestly, like, so, it's almost like a joke because so many people just don't I, any good, value good, on com- that at yeah, all. Yeah, good statement. But, um... Were you going to say something? No, no, that's a great statement because we often do say that. Yeah, but growing up looks for me was also a difficult thing. I felt like I was a kind of a chubby kid and that was just something hard for me to deal with because, and I talked about this in an earlier episode, but growing up, 
there was like a kind of message that was never fully disclosed to me just like of how guys at a certain age are supposed to start exercising to like get buff and stuff and I never picked up on that so I always felt like I was behind everyone else so I felt like I had to overcompensate like being funny or being smart or whatever because I could never look like everybody else and I could never be like everybody else and even now like I still have this negative idea of like oh well am I really do I look attractive like am I that skinny am I that whatever so you get it you so, understand yeah, and I you totally sound like my son right now my son is very attractive and you, Jordan you are oh, very attractive man. Thank you so much. but you're also very you, you, your physique is really really good my son is the same he, he never picked up on that you should be going to the gym yeah. and you remind me a lot of him at the moment oh, thank you. Yeah. but it's just a difficult thing because once you like missing out at all just puts you behind for everything else uh, because you just feel like oh well since i missed one thing i've probably missed another like i've never been on time for that and also growing up like i had a lot of like acne problems which always just made me feel like really ugly just like a very unattractive person and when i started to get older and i could grow facial hair i just like grew the facial hair because i was like that will cover up some of the problem um which of course it really didn't but that's what i told myself and i went on like a bunch of different like acne creams a bunch of different like acne medications after like probably like two years i finally started to clear up because i had done like i had like been building up to this like one thing of like medication that's supposed to really help acne but can also be like kind of harmful to the body my son's on the road there at the moment he's doing the first lot before he goes to the one that can have issues with mental health yeah that's yeah and, is and, it accutane uh, not to just accutane because oh something else we have yeah. in common but it the, really helped me like it did wonders for my face but at the same time it also did like affect my mental it did thoughts because i would get moods of just like really depressive thinking or just like a lot of heavy negativity um but at the same time i felt like i was starting to look better i was like well i can't i can't share that i can't tell anyone because i need to stay on this and finish it so something that you have to closely monitor so if i i have not let my son go down that path because he's asperger's and he's got yeah. enough mental issues and i just look he, yeah, yeah. Ex- accept it but but eventually maybe but yeah interesting yeah. interesting but we're, we're both on the looks thing aren't we yeah. really in yeah. the self-conscious yeah and i think a lot of people associate with that but just don't want to talk about no. it because it is like you said people will consider it to be a shallow thing when in all actuality like it has so much value that we put upon it that it really isn't oh. that shallow. Well, look, go back to my career. I'm a spray painter, spray tanner. Why do people get tanned? To look better. Yeah, to look better. So yeah. I, I'm tanning people and I see them with no makeup. I see them with no... F- and and they, they, they become my Facebook friends. <laughs> and then I see them on Facebook and I'm like, Who is no, that person? It's like, no, I know you don't look like you've that. You've got photoshopped <laughs> and you... Yeah. yeah, and it's really sad because it... It feels like it people looks- just have to like you said, put on another coat yeah, to be yeah. perceived differently yeah. and better, but it's just sad. But I'm glad that we could talk about it and I'm glad that we could just have honest discussion about it and hopefully reach other people who feel the same way. Totally. Is there anything that we didn't go over in discussion that you want to talk about? This is your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. That's all for yeah. the discussion. So on to our game. I'm interested <laughs> now. 
This podcast is brought to you by There, There, and There. They're very important, their meanings are often mixed up, but there isn't enough time to explain them all, so there you have it. We're also sponsored in part by Free College. You don't have to have been to college to know that Free College just won't work. So we're getting ready to play uh, the second game of modern slang. And so, Millie, I have 10 words here. I'm scared. Uh, no, no, you're going to do so well. I, I have faith in you. Um, okay. I played this game with my bosses who are a little bit older than you. Okay. They, I, di- I gave them 20 words, and the highest score was 4 out of 20. Okay. Um, I'm giving you 10, 10 words, but I think I'm pretty sure you'll probably get at least 4 out of 10. Okay. You'll do a little bit better, I think, but I think this is going to go well. All right, so I'll show you uh, each word. Um, if you don't know what it is, tell me, because I have chicken scratch handwriting. Um, but are you ready to play? Yeah. Okay, all right. Let me... No, I don't have time. That's okay. Don't need time. All right. Number one, fat, P-H-A-T. What does that mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking something in Thailand, like a tuk-tuk. I don't know. No, anything, just any kind of guess. But it's slang for something, isn't it? Yeah. Um, fat. Like, what kind of context do you think that would be used in? Anything? <laughs> Being a PH, I, and it's but slang for something, but slang, slang's not a thing, is it? Slang's a... It's just kind of whatever. I'm not going to be good at this game. No, that's okay. <laughs> we can go on to the next Please. one. Please. Okay. Well, okay. Okay. Tea. Tea. What is tea? Tea, dinner. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, what is a meal? Food. <laughs> oh my gosh, a meal. <laughs> okay, clerb. What is the clerb? The clerb. Yeah. The pe- the, the the clerb. It's so you you say it as the clerb. Yeah. The clerb. So what do you think that is? The pits. The, the pit. Okay. Yeah. The pits. Okay. Uh, flex. What is a flex? A flex. Holy crap, this is hard. Um, a flex. A bend. Okay. <laughs> okay, what does lit mean? Uh, drunk. Okay, that's good. Shook. What does shook mean? Uh, scared. Okay. Uh, dead. What does dead mean? Oh, boring. Okay. Fleek. What does that mean? Spotty. Okay, and salty. What does that mean? You're so salty. You're so... <laughs> I don't know. You're so uh, salty. Sweet. Okay. You really picked up in the end. The first two were a little difficult, but you really picked up towards the end. You were spouting them out. Okay, so one by one. Fat, we didn't really get an answer what for that hell? one. What What is That's it? That's like big, but not in relation to people. It's like, oh, that party was fat. Like, oh, man, it was big, it was huge, it was really happening. Um, tea, you said that was a meal. Dinner. Um, no, as it was or dinner. dinner. Okay. My, my, my mom says tea time, and that's dinner time. Okay, I see that, I see that. Tea is like gossip or like oh. a secret. It's like, oh, are you going to spill some tea? Like, are you going to spill the secret or whatever? Let's um, remember here that I'm Australian as yes, well. So, so man, that puts you out of... That's yeah, why I wanted to do this game yeah. with you because I was like, from an Australian standpoint, I feel like you really have some interesting oh. answers. <laughs> Meal is like... You said this was something neat. My, my boss, when he played this game, he also said something to me. <laughs> he took the game very literally. Um, Meal is like a really attract it's usually in a very sexual context wow. it's like a person who you find very attractive or like 
they have it together. It's like, oh, that person looks like a whole meal. Oh like, my god. That's how you would say that. And then like, on the opposite of that is a snack. Like if someone's a snack, it's like, eh, like they're okay, but like I don't see them as like that <laughs> great. Cool. So I, like a meal is a bigger compliment than a snack. That's when I'll take back to Australia <laughs> and, tell, and tell my daughter. <laughs> Looking like is whole he a whole meal. meal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, club is the club. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so this is not really that our cousin group. We've been using that a lot. Um, it's just like the club, oh, we're going to the club. The club. <laughs> um, yeah. But Should've got that. Should've that's got just that. kind of that's a really stupid <laughs> slang. Um, flex. You said that's like bend. 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 <laughs> um, that's like a strength people have. So it's like you knit so I'm like if you're over here knitting I'd be like oh look at you flexing like you're doing something really well I understand well. it but I've never heard it um, lit you said was drunk you got that one for sure <laughs> that's like really cool or if you're like oh I'm gonna get lit like you're gonna get kind of drunk um, shook you said surprised I scared. think scared scared I can see shook is scared so I'm gonna give you that one okay shook is also like oh like I don't know what's going on yeah, like yeah. I'm surprised like yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know what it is I'm shook yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, dead, you said, was, like, boring. Kind Okay, so dead can be used as boring, but in the context I was thinking of, dead is often used as, like, oh, that joke is so funny, I'm dead. <laughs> like, oh, I laughed so hard, like, I'm, I'm deceased. Um, okay, I haven't heard it used yeah, in that context. That's though. okay. <laughs> now you know, though. <laughs> I could take a photo Fleek. of it. Did yeah. you say Fleek was, like, spotty? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm gonna give you that one too, cause Fleek is kind of like stylish. Like, if you're on Fleek, it's like you're on spot. You're on spot. You're stylish. You're looking good. You're with it. Salty, you oh, said sweet was sweet. I can't no, give you sweet. but salty was the one like fat. I just don't know. Salty what I is like kind of sassy, or it's okay. like you're a sour. It's like oh, that person's so salty. It's okay. Almost like sarcastic, but yeah. not yeah. quite. Um, but thank you for playing this game. Thank you for, thank you for the laugh. Absolutely, at least I can do. I told you I'd be dumb at it. No, no, you did a good job. You got. Wait, at least I, I got lit. I got you, lit. You did get lit. You got lit. You got shook and fleek. You did okay, three out three of ten for an Aussie. Thirty percent. So you've beaten technically the high score, which was twenty five percent correct. Okay. So you've got we've got a new record now for this show. Um, thank you so so much for being willing to talk with me, play this really stupid game, and just give some of your time. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, it's I've a, had yeah. a wonderful experience I look just forward to the next couple you. of days um, hanging out with you. Me too. <laughs> yeah, I really um, do. Before we go, I will give you a five second PSA of anything you want to say on air. Aye, five second. Jordan here. What's your uh, quick, quick? What's your name of your podcast again? Oh, I want to uh, hear that again. Yeah, uh, Geisler's Guidelines is the name of the podcast. Well, there you um, go. That's all I want to say. I want okay. to say is get in and listen to Jordan. Seriously, <laughs> thank you. This guy, of what I'm looking at, and, and podcast, you can't see it. But, yeah. Thank you very He's, much. He's um, salty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you using that word right. <laughs> um, would you like to pimp yourself out with your social media? No, 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 I, no, I, no. Millie, Millie, Millie runs Urban Tan, Lash okay. and Beauty in Australia. And if you're in Australia and you're in Queensland and you need spray tan, Urban Tan. Absolutely, come and, by. Uh, yeah, yeah, let Millie say hello. All right, well, thank you again so much for being here. I had a wonderful so time. Just a couple closing announcements. Be sure to check Geisler's guidelines every other Tuesday for new.
new episodes. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. If you're listening through iTunes, give me a review so that other people know how wonderful and great it is to hear my beautiful voice. If you have any suggestions for topics and ideas or games, please feel free to submit them to geislersguidelines at gmail.com, no apostrophe in Geislers. You can follow me on Instagram at Savage Sasquatch 78 and I hope everyone is having a good time. Thank you so much for listening and stay good, everybody.